Scotston. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy. Welcome back to Warriors Weekly, the official Glasgow Warriors Club podcast. I'm here with Adam Ash again. Ashy, some win on Friday night against Ulster. Feels good when you've got to massive size like that and you come out on the right end of the result. Yeah, it was amazing. It was just what we were needing, I think, after obviously the week before and the disappointment that was involved in that. Um, you know, awesome awesome win, bonus point, and uh, yeah, what a place to, to play. Friday night, Scotson was on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and the boys really showed up, and uh, you know I think everybody, uh, all the coaches, and you know all the supporters were really pleased to see a performance like that. It's uh, it's really promising, you know, at this stage of the season. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's probably one of the best performances we've had of the season. So, uh, yep, great to get back to winning ways and to to be hitting some form at an important time. What was more pleasing, the 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 attacking side of things, or the fact that for the Last seventy minutes of the game, we didn't concede a point. Tommy Tommy Seymour to thank for a couple of them. Yeah, what an effort from him! Unbelievable. Uh, I think the probably the the best bit about the performance, from my point of view, is the defensive shift. I mean, right from the start of the game, uh, we were all guns blazing. We were, were flying off the line. We we're making it extremely hard for Ulster to to gain any momentum or any front football. Um, and that was really where the emphasis was placed during the week. I think, obviously, the week before we'd shown that we could score points against Saracens, but obviously we let in a, a load of points defensively, and, and they scored a lot of tries. So, um, you know, one thing that we came back to was was getting our defence right, and it, and it was great to see that kind of take shape on Friday night. Um, for pretty much the whole game, uh, I felt like we were relentless. Uh, as I say, similar to that kind of the Scarlets game. Remember the, yeah, yeah, the game yeah. at home. It just it's just that feeling within the team. It's like a connectedness where mm-hmm. nobody's going to break you. Nobody's going to get through your first line of defence. And it's a confidence. It's like a confidence. It's just that it's a feeling within the within the team. And um, you know, it's great to be playing and be part of performances like that. So yeah, that was extremely pleasing. And and uh, you know, we we created some fantastic tries. And and uh, you know, I think we held on to the ball for for quite long phases of play, which is important going into the last. Uh, phase of the season where that's essential so you know a lot of really uh, great aspects to our game and you know we'll be looking to continue that this week and it was big Johnny Gray's 100th game for the club we spoke about him last week and after months of asking him he joined us on the podcast earlier today this is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast well thanks for coming on mate well thanks for having me of course Ashley Good to see you. Well, yeah, I've been trying to get on you here for about <laughs> nine months now. Call me whatever you want. Episode one, we wanted Johnny Gray, but episode 37 now? Is it? We've been going a while. Oh, that's flown by, isn't it? We finally got him. 100 caps last week, mate. How did you did you celebrate afterwards? Are you more of a go home and just reflect on it that way kind of guy? No, nothing too much. Um, I had my, my mates um, from back home, back from school Bride. I had a lot of them up to the game. Um, yeah, just came back to the house and it was yeah, just pretty quiet, pretty chill. But um, no, nah, it was good to have them, and that uh, nah, was a great day. I'm obviously very proud um, to reach 100 caps, and yeah, it was a great result for the club. The boys played well. It was a tough week the week before, obviously after Saracens. Um, yeah, it was pretty rough watching the stuff, and yeah, I just felt like a lot of people down. That was a feeling among the group, but it was a short turnaround, which was quite good in a way. So we got to got to go out and get a, get a good performance, and so 
No, I created all the boys. So I always yeah. think, you know, when you've got people in the crowd, do you, could you put that to one side or do you think as you're warming up and as you're playing that you, do you know that they're there? Could, does well, that ever come into mind or can you not really I think focus? sometimes it does. Like, for instance, it used to happen to me more often, but if I had someone come into the game, um, like that wasn't my mum or dad yeah, I'd yeah. be thinking about them being at the game <laughs> like for instance as well on the weekend I had a mate of mine who was at his first Warriors game and he came along with two of his friends and then I kind of was thinking back after the game I was like I wasn't even thinking in the warm up that they were at the game so things change you know I don't know what you're like Johnny but I, I tend not to really think too much about that sort of thing anymore but I used to a lot yeah I'm uh, not really to be honest um, like you're in a little bubble yeah but it was pretty special um I love, I love my mates from back home, a few of my family there as well. And, um, yeah, but I love it when my mates come up, they don't know much too much about rugby, but they, yeah, they support me and they, it's good talking to them about it. They don't speak about it too much when I go home, but it's, nah, it's, it's great to have them there, especially when they don't get run that often. So. Nah, it, was a, it, was just, it was a very special day, something I never thought I'd do. Did you not? So what, where did you, you started Campus Lang, right? Is that your first yeah, club? Campus Lang was uh, my first club. Uh, my best friend growing up, Roy, uh, Roy Johnson, his dad, Chick took me along so I think I was um, I think I was seven or eight and uh, we just went down and we had a we had a football and um, we were just trying to kick the football through the, the rugby posts and then the dad taught us some sort of rules and then we were tackling and then the, the next week was a game uh, I had no idea what I was doing and then <laughs> yeah, I just loved it ever since um, I had a, had a good group of mates growing up um, rugby wasn't really big uh, in the school I think it was just me and him me and Roy played at uh, Kings Park and then uh, yeah I just took it from there and yeah, I loved it ever since. So, but I was there from I think seven or eight till I was sixteen. So, nah, so many people to thank from Campus Line. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them. You must have always been the big kid. Yeah, the fat kid. You would have known me. I actually remember playing against Sevens. Sevens. Like, I played, played Sevens once, and uh, <laughs> Ashley came off the bus. So <laughs> I don't know why I was playing Sevens. I must have been under 15s. Ashley came off the bus. Jamie Batty came off the bus. Coldo. Well, who are these tanks? Sinky. And I was like, jeez. <laughs> Um, so you playing for Hillfords then? I was playing in Stanley Stone. County. Oh right, so that's County. We had an infamous team. Our age oh, grade was uh, we had some huge units. Like <laughs> so, for instance, Johnny was saying there with a boy called Colin Hutton, massive, big, tight head prop, probably thirty stone, hundred and fifty kilos, hundred and sixty kilos. Uh, we had a fast guy fast, fast good rugby player. Like he played played for Southern County for fifteen. He was awesome. Then we had like. Uh, Adam Sinclair, who he plays the Harriets now. We had Jamie, uh, various other guys that were involved in age Scotland Leishman. age grade at that point. Awesome. Leishman, uh, Rainer Kennedy, a whole load of guys. So big goose. Yeah, I was. I think all the other teams were a bit uh, on edge when they were playing us, but yeah, we uh, we were pretty successful. Uh, it was always good to play against Big Johnny and lost seven five. Seven five. A classic. Classic seven game. goals. Seven and when did you I'm first when did you first play together then? Scotland under seventeens it must have been, was it? Uh, You've got a better memory than me. I'm always really surprised at how good your memory is. No, 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 no. I'm trying to think. Well, I never played then, but I always remember I remember going to Strewn with Ashy. Oh, remember was, uh, that? Ever, everyone was scared though. Why though? Um, oh, I don't understand. He was a, he was a he was a tent leader. No, but ever since then, and then no, I've known Ashley a few years now. Um, good friends. Yeah, so we are uh, good friends, close mates. When did you become? This is going to sound weird. When did you become Richie Gray's brother? If, do you know what I mean by that? When did people start? Because do you remember when Haysto was on the podcast and we were asking him, did he find it difficult showing up to rugby clubs saying, 
I'm Hastings, and then all of a sudden people, there's pressure on him because he's called Hastings. Did that happen to you at any point? Were you ever Richie Gray's brother? Was that ever... Still am. You're fully established as Big John. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, really. It's, um, so nah, you, never, you never... Yeah, a wee bit, but that's going to come, just the way Rich grew through, and we are just speaking the other day, doing, doing media, and it was, uh, it was nice to reflect on like, going to watch Rich at Farhill and stuff like that, and yeah, I remember um, just him coming through the ranks through the academy. It was uh, the Palace out then doing all the age group stuff and then yeah, playing at Fur Hill and then yeah, it was amazing. And then coming in here when he was here just for a wee bit, um, he just he was just leaving as I was coming in. It was honestly just training, didn't do much, but just out training together was one of the, the proudest days ever. Just working together like that, working together, yeah, and backing down together in the, in the row <laughs> must have been pretty cool. Uh, I remember Johnny when I first met you. You must have been about. 150 gigs oh, and now, now maybe even more than that but now you are known for being one of the fittest players in this team and the, and the leanest probably one of the leaner big guys anyway what changed how did you how just did one you face now. <laughs> just <laughs> uh, no I just think just when you're younger you don't really know much too much I was a bit like I said a bit heavier back then and yeah like when you start coming through you speak to nutritionists obviously mm-hmm. I'm my brother um, yeah, I've got and loads of other guys but Ridge first hand, I got to see what you had to do. Um, he was other and he was pretty, pretty, um, pretty lean, pretty thin. So he had to put on weight mm-hmm. and I had to lose weight. So um, he was good to know. But honestly, the the work he did, the extras he put in, like fitness and diet and stuff like that. So to have a guy like that, um, you're growing up with. Um, there's really no excuses. So I knew how hard I had to had to work if I wanted to give it a good shot to become a rugby player. Do you have a favourite of your hundred games? Is there any that stand out? Something that you particularly look back on is that was my favourite or oh, it's a tough question um, I don't know yeah, obviously, obviously the league one of the league I was mm-hmm. very special but um, just just wee things for me um, when you play I was lucky enough to play against Paul O'Connor for the first time I remember just thinking this is a guy I've looked up to yeah, yeah. Um, just the things he does you still see the footage what he done like, I've been doing just recently retired and just what a phenomenal player and like, you're on the pitch and you're like Playing the same pitch as Paul O'Connell, and, yeah, yeah. But, and then you have to switch on, and just so just wee things like that along the way. But um, nah, and, and even just day to day, it's you played with some great guys, and playing with some great guys. So nah, I'm just enjoying it here. Yeah. Have you had that a point on the pitch where you look up and you're upset, man, and you're like, oh god, <laughs> playing the All Blacks? Yeah, <laughs> I remember standing facing the hacker, being like, what the hell is going on here? This is crazy. Um, but then strangely enough, at the same time, it was just like a normal game. You were just in game mode. Um, so that was kind of a moment for me when I was like, wow, am I actually doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think everybody will have their own little one, yeah. little special moment. But one of the best things I think about, like, you know, there's so many games, I think, well, I've not played, played 100 yet, I think I'm 70 or something, but the things that you remember tend to be just like the guys that you're you're playing with and the, the environment you're in and, you know, showing up to work every day and there being 40 guys here that you can just, uh, you know, have a laugh with and, and, and work towards a pretty special goal and trying mm-hmm. to achieve things it's, it's amazing yeah, it's also good here as well you speak to some of the fans and you, you get to know them over the years and you get real close to them and mm. you remember and they ask you questions you ask them questions and then, yeah, it's, I think it's a real relationship yeah. especially after the game when you just just done that barrier for I think how long we're out for 15-20 um, minutes and then yeah and they follow you everywhere the men are <laughs> yeah. it's nice you were saying you kind of were you more of a football fan growing up or was your friendship group more of a football fan but that's something different about rugby isn't it that, that, that interaction mate. yeah I, I think that's just Glasgow as well I think you just see how much it's been growing growing, growing over the years and yeah, when I go back to 
where I'm from, the schools, are, the schools as well, start to get more and more in there, uh, call the Glen and stuff like that. So, but there's loads, loads of people uh, working, obviously, even morning, Snoops, uh, my old teacher, Richie Maxson, and mm -hmm. there's loads of guys in that sort of area do so much work, and there'll be loads of guys I'm not mention. So, I think uh, everyone in Glasgow's grown, especially with the final being here uh, yeah, this year. A few months for that. Do you remember who gave you your debut, your Glasgow debut? Gregor. And do you remember him calling you in? What did he say? When did he tell you? When did you find out you were. Yeah, he just called me in. Um, so we were playing Edinburgh at home. And uh, he just called me, called me to his office and just said, You're going to be on this bench this week. And I just kind of. I didn't know what to say. I just kind <laughs> of just shook my head and um, just said, Thanks very much. And, uh, and then I went snoops, uh, caught me around, uh, just around the cafe, just discussing. I was just to discuss what's going on. And I was like, You know. How's this happened? I went. So you were an academy player at that point? Yeah, you? Academy, yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then I just knew I had to get stuck in, but I was I couldn't believe it. Um, and I think that's what Gregor said to me from the start, you'll be you'll be viewed as everyone else. Yeah, I said that to the whole squad and similar to here, you're viewed as the way you train and mm -hmm. and uh yeah, Snoops just said just treat it as a game, what you need to do and then Big Al was really good with me. Um I remember first me and Ashley have tried to learn the line at the start. <laughs> A few uh, just try to learn it together, but Big Al um, just sat down with me and just made things real simple. And yeah, I just said just enjoy it as all the boys did. And I think that's one of the things here. The culture is just when there's a new guy in the team or a guy struggling maybe something just helped everyone through. So and uh, yeah, heading at home, I'll never forget that. Did you and I come into the academy at the same time, or were you the year after? You were first a couple of years before me. Were you down in that bottom changing room? You you were eh? Like yeah, a few times. I was at late. Am I not right in saying that? Did you, did you even were you in the academy? or Did you sign pro from playing twenties? What well, I was in the academy. You were in the academy. I vaguely remember you going, me being in that changing room at the moment, and you going into the professional changing room <laughs> straight away. I don't know if it's just me making stuff up, but I actually ran that changing room as well. Uh, everyone was scared of him. But I ran a safe <laughs> ship in there. I'm all you into make everyone scared of me. <laughs> I don't know why. Just the reputation. I don't know how the reputation of nah, being some sort of big. Badass number eight, but I'm just a nice guy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> nah, it's just a, obviously just a class player back then, so it was everyone was. You'd um, <laughs> but everything happened pretty quick for you back then, didn't it? It was how long after your Glasgow debut were you playing for Scotland? Was it within the year or was it? It's about eighteen months later, was it not? Uh, I think I was. I was nineteen at the time. Nineteen. Such a proud friend. Uh, I've seen you take that. Scott Johnson and Humps. And Humps. Um, but again, I just when the news came and uh, Gregor and all the boys here were very supportive. Again, going into that, I was um, first night sharing with Jeff Cross. And uh, <laughs> what an experience that would have been. Good experience. And then uh, yeah, again, Big Al was there. Uh, Rich was there. So it was a did lot. That, did that relax you a bit? Yeah, it did. It's good. It's, I think that's well, obviously in Scotland, camp everyone's, everyone's very close, but. You guys here, you're training with, and you're training there, and things are a bit new, and it takes about a while to get up to speed. But they're just they can say, oh, it's similar to what we do here, and this is the move we run, and planet wise we go here. And so it's just it's good to have guys like that there. And yeah, like I said, I think throughout my journey, yeah, throughout my career, I've I've had a lot of guys that have helped me, out and yeah, really appreciate that. Who was your debut against? Yeah, I'm South Africa. Um, yeah, we got beat. You also South Africa as well, wasn't it? Yeah. That, so that was the summer. So, wasn't it? Yeah, you, Actually, you, you in the were November. in New Zealand, weren't you? you I was in New Zealand. Zealand. You were in New Zealand as well, actually. Um, and then, so when when was it you got capped? Was it in that the that was in the summer for me? Were you the year before that or? Ah, uh, the November no, test. November test. That was it. What? How did you enjoy New Zealand anyway? Like, 
So yeah, you were up there on oh, the McCrell yeah. scholarship? Yeah, I loved it. Me and uh, Greg Hunter went out and yeah, I just didn't know what to expect. Um, you were 17? Uh, yeah, I just turned 18. Just turned 18. Uh, yeah, I loved it. It was tough. Uh, I found it very hard. Um, but again, I had a great team. A lot of good guys looking after me. Sydenham? Uh, Sydenham, the bus drivers. <laughs> Sink the bus. Um, uh, Did you find the experience of, not just the rugby experience, but the experience of being the other side of the world kind of... I was all over the place. If I never had Gregor, I'd really <laughs> Gregor had his father. Uh, he was. He was. <laughs> he had to cook for me. Had to like basically show me how to drive and all that. Well, not show me how to drive, but just drove everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Made sure I was in time for things. And because he'd been a pro for like two years, oh yeah, and he, he must have got fed <laughs> up. Right um, we were actually at his wedding just in the summer, there, yeah, which was nice. But awesome. um, Lindsay, who actually came over at the time, uh, they were going out, and then they just got married there. But. Um, Again, just going into the academy stuff is quite. You just get chucked in the deep end, don't you? And then like yeah. skill, skill level and stuff, and you're just expected to be that standard. When you're not, you, you have to go away and work on it. And I was getting stepped, um, yeah, sat down, <laughs> smashed all the time. Like, <laughs> That's what you learned. I was like, what's going on here? And then similar to when I came back here, I always laugh. I still get stepped, but off hoggy and stuff like that. It's, Every time, him and I always remember him and Jaffo used to just step me for fun. But it, that's saying that's what's good about they, they say why how they stepped you because you overtracked and all that sort of stuff. So, now nah, I loved it. I loved New Zealand. Learned a lot, um, a lot about rugby, but a lot how to look after yourself. I learned, I think I had about thousands of tuna toasties every day <laughs> to, to keep surviving. That's all I can make. Seriously, <laughs> Greg was like, "Come on, I'll teach you how to cook." So just small things like pasta and. For years, bit, you're bit of yeah, exactly. <laughs> did Something you stay great. together? Like, did you stay guys stay in the same house? Yeah, and then that's uh, good because when I was there, well, big flame. I was with you and McQuillan, and he was on the there for part of the time. But I think quite a lot of the guys that go stay with separate families so yeah. just as well that you guys were together. If you were, yeah. you might not come back. You might not be the back guy. Oh, good. Well, mate, thanks very much. Thanks, Jack. Just for having me. The official Glasgow Warriors podcast. Actually, earlier you, you were speaking about our defensive performance. It's going to need to be the same, if not better, this weekend against Leinster. Obviously, double champions last season. RDS, we haven't got a result there for a long time now. What are we going to have to do? Yeah, it's going to have to be another step up, I think. Um, as you say, it's been a long time since we've won over there. Um, it's a difficult place to go. Uh, they've got a fantastic support and you know it's a, a rugby dominated city so uh, yeah we're, we're all looking forward to it, relishing the challenge and you know trying to maintain and continue that momentum that we had from, from last Friday night's win against Ulster so um, massive challenge ahead of us um, I think regardless of the team that they put out this weekend they've got a lot of strength and depth so uh, going to be a huge challenge and, and yeah it's going to be an exciting one uh, we had press here earlier today and lots of the chat was on last season and how being so far ahead and how we kind of petered off. Actually, these are the games we want, isn't it? The big clubs in Europe. We've got Ulster here, now we've got Leinster, and we've got a massive derby against Edinburgh here with 10,000 people. That's exactly what you want going into. We've now guaranteed ourselves another game at Scotland. We don't know if it'll be a quarterfinal or a semi-final yet, but we'll have a playoff game here. You want to have played these tough games in the running don't you so that you're a bit battle hardened when it comes to knockout rugby yeah I think so I think ideally that's the best position you can be in you know coming towards the business end of the season if you've had a few uh, big hit outs or you know you've got a few games against you know top teams it is going to battle harden you and it's going to get everybody playing at the level that's needed 
going into those playoff stages. So, um, you know, I don't, I can't remember exactly how it panned out last year, but yeah, but I guess we did have that little dip off in form um, at an important time. So, and I think given the the run of games we've got going in, uh, you know, forget about what's happening in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Every single game is is massive and. Uh, we have to go out there and perform at nine out of ten, or you know you're not mm-hmm. going to win. It's as simple as that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a massive run in for us, and um, we're going to have to be firing. And there's a lot of a lot of focus within the within the camp at the moment. So I'm I'm feeling confident and uh, you know quietly, not running about shouting about <laughs> or anything like that, but quietly confident that we're going to have a a strong finish to the season. Ashi, thanks very much for joining me again. Um, as I'm sure you've seen at home, today we announced that Dave Rennie has signed a new one-year deal with the club. And when we were away in Zebra earlier this year, I sat down and had a speak to him about that. Jack and Ashi with the weekly Glasgow Warriors podcast. You're into your third season. You've signed a new one-year contract. What, at what point in the season and a half, season and a three quarters that have gone so far, did you decide, right, I'm, I'm staying here, I've, I've decided I want another one? Oh, it was ages ago. Um, oh, like I really enjoyed my first year last year, it's, it's been a different challenge, um, but as I knew coming in, really good people in the club, uh, you know, so I got, we've had a lot of fun, we've, uh, we've done a lot of hard work, we, we didn't quite get to where we wanted last year and so looking longer term, I think we've got a better side this year and I think we'll be even better next year and, and so really keen to be part of that and um, yeah, so, so it was a pretty easy decision. Is the better side this year just a time on task situation, just people knowing each other better, people learning, knowing you better, knowing what you want to do better, is that just how it's worked? Yeah, well look, we haven't, we haven't made a lot of changes to my contract, we made I think 17 changes uh, prior to my, my arrival in our first season. And so some of it's been um, guys just a little bit more experienced, and for some guys it's just been getting on the park more. You know, Ollie Keppel barely played for us last year, and uh, you know, Callum Gibbons has missed a lot of footy, and so on and so on. So, um, so those sort of players are really important to us, and um, yeah, so like some of it's about combination, and uh, some of it's about understanding the type of game we're going to play, and and so well, we've certainly been better. It's uh, we, we had a pretty flat patch around Christmas for three weeks we were really poor um, but it's hard to sort of keep at this level uh, you know, constantly and I'd sooner have a flat patch in the middle than at the end where we did last year I was going to say you had we had that three game loss but then it was this time coming into this home stretch that we petered off do you feel in a much better place this year? Yeah yeah I do um, I think uh, we've got to be careful how we manage our international boys back in so we've got a pretty good plan around that. Um, I think we've used those guys sparingly. Um, you know, we've um, we've done pretty well during this period. We did pretty well during autumn. So we've created a lot more depths. There's a lot more competition for places, and um, so yeah, it's, it's good for us um, on both fronts. So um, yeah, look, I think we're in a good spot. When you when you first got here, you were asked an awful lot. What's the main differences between Northern Hemisphere and Southern Hemisphere? But I'd want to know what the main difference is between this season's Glasgow Warriors and last season's Glasgow Warriors aside from the names on the park is there anything in terms of the way we've played that you've been particularly impressed with? Um, I just felt like we turned the ball over too much last year so that, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of elements but um, we just didn't apply pressure for long enough and I just felt at times we go two or three phases and get bored and try and do something flash and 
So our ability to build pressure and, and score points beyond that has been much better this year. We've scored uh, a lot of tries from multi-phase, 10-plus type of thing. So, um, you know, that's been better. I just think um, the quality of our contact uh, was really good early in the year. We were, we were a bit average around Christmas and, and it's improved again. So um, our ability to get really quick ball is massive for us. And, and we've seen over the last couple of weeks generate quick ball, we can put teams under pressure. So, um, so again, I think we've made we've made strides in there. I think our set piece is better, and some of that's around combination, and some of that's around the quality of the people getting on the park. And so, certainly, scrums been a lot better. I think we're mauled a lot better. Um, yeah, our, our defensive mall's been excellent. And, um, so, you know, we've done we've done a good job around that. And, and I think defensively, uh, like our structures are fine. Um, I think individually. We don't always tackle as well as we need to, and it puts us under a bit of heat. So uh, it's an area where we're still looking for a bit of improvement. Do you feel that this side is a side that's growing, a side that's constantly improving? Is that part of the reason that you've, you've put pen to paper? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I look at, as I say, I think uh, I think we're better this year. I think we're going to be better again next year. And next year comes with the same challenges. We're going to have uh, you know, possibly 20 guys at a World Cup, um, so they'll miss the initial start of a comp. And then how they're managed back in, there'll be some of them required to to have a break post um, World Cup from a Scottish perspective, and and then those guys will play Six Nations. So we won't see a lot of those those men, but um, you know we've got good depths as, as we know. It's going to be a great opportunity for others during that period, and and um, so there's no reason why we can't kick on. You know, we're certainly not going to look for excuses with uh, missing a few guys. So. Thinking about that World Cup, are you particularly excited about how we've performed during this Six Nations period and the autumn, considering it's this group of players plus one or two others that we're going to be working with? Yeah, predominantly. Um, yeah, obviously during this time we, we lose our Scottish guys, but uh, you know guys like Nico and, and DTH before he was injured, um, Siwa and so on. Um, obviously, they're not required by their team, but uh, they'll, they'll miss the start of the year with the World Cup. You'd think that most of those guys will be back um, after the round robin, so they'll probably miss three games. So, um, yeah, look, it's we've got good depth as we've mentioned. And, um, we'll put together a good side, and and then there'll be the odd sevens player and and mm. so on that'll help fill fill a hole. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's it's a different challenge we're looking forward to. I haven't done my permutations, but Scotland face New Zealand in the World Cup. Who are you who are you cheering for there? Pass. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's diplomatic. Some proof. Um, oh, look, I'm, I'm a Kiwi. I want, I want the All Blacks to win the World Cup. Uh, but I'm coaching a big chunk of the boys in the Scottish team, and I want them to be successful too. So if Scotland were to beat the All Blacks in the World Cup, I'd still be pretty happy. They'd be the one that you'd, you'd be all right with it happening to? The only team, yeah. The only team. Um, I mentioned earlier in Italy, you're, you've got 10 days off, you're flying off on holiday, your wife's here. You wouldn't be staying in Glasgow if she wasn't happy. Is it, is it starting to feel home for the both of you? Yeah, look, we're loving it. Um, I guess uh, we didn't talk about coming over here. It's the challenge of coaching in different competitions. I'm enjoying that. Um, you know, I have a chance to do a little bit of travel here and there. and So we're sort of doing our OE in our 50s. Uh, kids give us a hard time because it's normally the kids that leave home and go on an OE, but we've left the kids at home and Steph and I come over here. So... Um, yeah, but she's here. She's here. It's our thirtieth wedding anniversary, so 
from here we're shooting off to um, to Bali and the kids and grandkids and they're flying them over and they're going to spend about uh, eight, eight or nine days together which would be great and so you know can't see me getting back to New Zealand in the next 12 months with what we've got in front of us so um, you know it's a nice chance to spend some time with family on a, a pretty important time for us. Is there, I'm going to put you under under pressure, put you on the spot, I want you to pick one game or a highlight within a game which has been your favourite moment as Glasgow Warriors head coach so far. Oh crikey. Um, oh, I guarantee I'll come up with something and then as soon as I finish talking I'll think of something else. You know, there's, well, there's been a lot of highlights. Um, um, I'll give you, shall I show you a couple of my Scarlets would be one for me. That performance against Scarlets earlier this season. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. It's, um, you know, we, I think we had 17 players missing. We obviously left a lot of our Scottish boys out. They'd just come out of the autumn. And uh, we had a big game, European game, obviously, on the following week. So wanted to make sure we had um, a nice fresh squad for that. And we also rested guys like Callum Gibbons and Ollie Kebble and so on. So, um, yeah, I mean, Alex Allen getting sent off after 18 minutes. Uh, yeah, that was an outstanding performance because, yeah, we got out to 20-odd eight uh, with about 10 to go. And, and we were dominating. We should have scored got intercepted and they went links to the field and so they got a couple of late tries that, that ended up closing the game up a bit but sort of felt we were so dominant 30 odd 8 would have been a, a fair reflection so yeah look it was it was a big moment for the club because you know we did it without the big names uh, it just tells us what we're capable of doing when we work hard for each other and to do that in front of a massive home crowd and, and that was pretty special so yeah, so I really enjoyed that. To be honest, that our two performances against Munster at home over the last couple of years have been uh, real high-quality games, really, uh, really physical and clinical against you know a side that's tough to break down. Um, but you know, the lost uh, Munster and Limerick this mm. season, um, tough to take. But you know, gee, we play well. We again missing a lot of guys against a, a pretty close to full-strength Munster side and. We, we run them off their feet for a big chunk of that game and and uh, didn't quite close it out and they kicked one from 50-odd uh, to steal the game. But uh, oh, look, I thought attitude and everything was fantastic that day. and uh, yeah, just, It highlights that we've generally been pretty good away from home. And um, there's often talk about you know, Scotland and their ability to win away from home. But um, you know, we're trying to make sure that guys have confidence so they can prepare and perform regardless of where you're playing, so um, hopefully that transpires over to the national side. If I was going to push you for a low point, are you going to pass again? Oh no, there's always low points in there, you know, because some of us had a frustration. Look, obviously Scarlet's at home in the semi-final was hugely disappointing, mainly because we didn't fire a shot. And, uh, we prepared really well, so um, it's a challenging part of the year, you know, we'd because we'd qualified a uh, long way out. We, and we were already out of Europe. Uh, there was more weekends we weren't playing than when we were, and I think we uh, you know, played a played a game, had a week off, played two, had a week off, played one, had two weeks off, and then we played a semi. So 
but I, look, I thought we used the time well. We had a good mix of hard work and and then enjoying you know, the opportunity to play. And uh, for one reason or another, we were really flat and let in some soft points early and never never recovered. So uh, yes, that's hugely disappointing. And so we've done a lot of work around that, and and uh, hopefully we're better when we get that opportunity this year. But, When this club won the Pro 14, it went through the stages. It got to the semi-final first, and then the next year it got to the final. Is that? Do you see something like that happening this year? Do you feel that that Scarlet's result will actually, in the long run, in hindsight, put us in a better place to go that one step further this year? And on that, what would it mean to be playing a home final at Suffolk Park? Yeah, look, I, I think we're more resilient, no doubt. Um, our ability to, to run the clock down under pressure and and close out games has been better. Um, so, yeah, we'd expect to see that. We, I think our game awareness, our, our overall understanding of how we're trying to play and um, our ability to apply pressure to the opposition has, has made some good shifts too. So, yeah, you want to see evidence of that under pressure in big games. And um, So that'd be nice, and obviously if we can be in the final um, you know, here in Glasgow or in Glasgow, would be phenomenal. Obviously, uh, not in short capacity there, eighty thousand. So, um, it'd be great to have a lot of local fans in, in, a, in a massive stadium. So, but you know, it's a long way off. We've got a lot of work to do prior to that. But uh, it's certainly a goal. And it'd be a nice, I guess, occasion to say goodbye to some people who have spent a lot of time at this club. Stuart Hogg's the the arguably the biggest name leaving at the end of the season. What what have you made of him in your two years here? Yeah, I'll give him a hard time on Hoggy A because he's been injured a lot and he's, uh, he's obviously been unavailable and played a lot for Scotland and so on and so on. So I think, uh, you know, prior to our European campaign at one stage, I think I'd been here for like 42 games and Hoggy had played nine. <laughs> um, so he, he's, he's slightly over 25% now. He had a pretty good run for about a month. Um, well, he's world class and. I will really miss him. He's a, he's a really good man. Uh, he loves the club. He loves the boys. And uh, been nice to send him on on a, on a high note. Uh, but uh, you know he's going for the right reasons too. I think. I mean, uh, be a different challenge for him. I mean, financially, it'd be great for him. Uh, and and, that, and that's the thing. I think um, from a Scottish perspective, while it's disappointing to lose guys of that quality, he's still eligible to play for Scotland and. And you get a chance to bring through other good young kids, and, and you know between us and Edinburgh, there's, there are some really good boys coming through, and uh, so it's exciting for the future. Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy.